redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine i can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go Welcome to another episode of All Things in the Name of Love. And I have a beloved sister who has been on the show before, but we haven't we haven't had a session in a while. So um, I invited her back. Her name is Anna Dimache. She is a dear, amazing divine soul sister who I absolutely love. And I've known her for what, like eight years now? Eight, nine years, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. And we connected through a mutual mentor and we've just tracked each other's journeys and um i felt called to reach out to her and check in to see um how she is and um more importantly we wanted to explore the topic of surrendering to spirit um and when i came to the island uh, my friend ethan said do you remember reading michael sanger's um surrender experiment And I said, yes, I really, really like that. And he said, well, you're there now. So live the surrender experiment. And I was like, oh, I am. I'm an- <laughs> I don't know the surrender experiment. Can you give us like a short yeah. look of what it is? So the, the brief synopsis is Michael Sanger um, back in the 70s started like reading Buddhism and like all these other spiritual things. And he just got the intuitive hit to see what it would be like to get out of his ego and allow what wants to come through to come through. And he built a multi-million dollar business. He has a, like, um, a spiritual center, I think in North Carolina, I think I'm not, it's been a while since I read the book, but like he just kept surrendering and he got all these other opportunities. And then he had things that like blocked him. And then he had other expansions and it was just like, I'm just surrendering to what wants to flow and I'm not in control. And he just, and he also wrote another book called Untethered Soul. Um, I've read that one. That's not as good as the surrender experiment. Okay. Because it's his description of what happened in his life and, and how he just kept surrendering. And so I have seen that um, in my own life because um, I had adrenal fatigue. So I've had this journey of like self-care on a level that I've never felt before. And so I'm surrendering to, okay, my body wants to relax now, or my body wants to do this now. And I was at this, um, this circle on Sunday and we're having a picnic and my, my foot is like, Hey, could you rub me? So I'm just rubbing my foot while I'm listening. And I don't, I don't even care what anybody else is thinking because I'm listening to my body. And it was just so much fun because like I'm present with everyone, but I'm present with myself too. And yeah, so that's what I've been experiencing. And so with that, I want to see how you're doing with, with that beautiful magic. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me back here. It's so fun to be surrounded in all things love. I mean, it's just my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a joy to connect with you. Um, gosh, surrender. That is such a big, it's such a big deal because it really is how we're meant to live. And what I've experienced over the last because I've probably been spirit-led meaning surrendering to divine will and just allowing things to flow like I always joke like I haven't made a decision in like a decade like I don't I don't have to make decisions I ask to be directed to what's the highest light and I'm able to feel you know through my body or through what things line up versus what doesn't what gets redirected like that's how my life has flowed for gosh I mean probably at least a decade but one of the things that's happening now and over the last, gosh, at least the last couple of years, but really over the last couple of months, because I mean, we both have been taking wild journeys, like 
move here and then move there and then do this. And it's been like, what? And people think we're insane because like we just literally pack up and move. Like we've done that in the last six months. I did it twice. And I think you've done it twice in the last year or so. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, it's like, you know, just recognizing something and living it and then finding a deeper level and a deeper level and a deeper level and a deeper level. And what used to be surrendering as like a whole level of like the direction of life or big things. Now it's exactly what you're talking about, which is like literally in this moment, in every moment, how can I flow with the highest divine nature of whatever wants to be co-created. And sometimes that's resting, which I've, you know, I've gotten the biggest thing for me over the last several weeks is trying to reconcile my like, you know, doing, 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 and like really having divine inspiration for all these really important things that want to come through mm-hmm. that I know I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. Because so many of us are like really powerful co-creators. We're here to do awesome shit and like bring light. Yep. But my personality wants to like bring all the light right now. Like I can see all these things and I want to create them all. I have inspiration to create them all. But I don't, obviously I wouldn't have the life force vitality to do all of that right now. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. But that has been really hard for me to have the inspiration be able to see what wants to be created, but surrender into the timing of like actual flow, what my body's available for, which sometimes is really frustrating when what my body's available for is just resting when like <laughs> I had all these things I wanted to work on. And so it's like, sometimes I'm literally just like, you know, sitting there going, okay, body, like, I let me just sit with the part of me that is just really frustrated that I need to rest right now. But also, I have fully recognized over the last couple of years that I cannot overexert my system. You know, you were talking about adrenal fatigue and that's something that I certainly resonate with. Like I was an overdoer out of like wounds mm-hmm. most of my life. Like, let me be codependent and take care of everybody else because that's what brought me safety in childhood. So it's like, let me do all the things for all the people and worry about all the people. And like, we're left last. Mm-hmm. And so I reframed a lot of that over the past many years, but it is still hard to rest when there are, especially like being a mom, like I got a little gal, she's almost eight. So like, there are some days where I'm like, I'm sorry, like, I'm really not available for just about anything today. And like, thankfully, I've spirit has brought me in beautiful, like, you know, uh, community family where it's like, I can literally just drop her off for the day where I'm like, I am not functional today. I just need to rest. Oh, bring her over. Like, oh, thank goddess. So that's been really up for me lately is like Mm. surrendering into the actual moment of flow in hours and days and weeks and months. And just trusting that, you know, I had mentioned to you earlier before we started that I don't even have my starts planted. It's like June. I don't even know what the date is, the seventh. And I don't even have my starts in the ground, my veggies, like that feels insane to my brain and I'm like ah, ah but then it's also nature never hurries yet all things get done mm-hmm. I know I will be given the exact divine timing and it will flow perfectly and I'll have all the help so it's it's really getting out of all the programs of not enough time not enough money not enough vitality and just trusting beyond all things that it will flow and then sitting with the part of myself that just sometimes is just like but uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually had this. Um, so I have this frequency device and I played relax last night and it sends in microcurrents and I had a ridiculously amazing relaxed sleep until I had to get up to pee. <laughs> and then my subconscious, not my theta, but my subconscious started showing me every single aspect of me that was not relaxed for three hours that's interesting and I was just present to the whole thing because I I bet it you know I practice and I practice just deeper levels yeah it's deeper levels of like oh now that you're at this level of relaxation I'm going to show up and I'm like 
I have never felt that part of my my finger before. Like that's a new one. I didn't know that was there. And so I'm just being present with it. But it was so fascinating that like I'm at the space where I can gift, gift myself the time to be present to those little spaces and and like yeah for three hours like that you actually will set aside the time to do that understanding how important it is right because it's not going to go away and it just wants my attention yeah so i was just saying oh my gosh i've got to be asleep like i don't have time for that i've got to get back to sleep but i couldn't go to sleep anyway so it's like why don't i just be present with myself and it's such a gift to be able to have that level of awareness that all my body wanted to do is for me to pay attention to it. Like I've been grounding myself. I've been like grounding with my hands and my feet lately because like, I just need that deeper connection with mama Gaia. Um, and I don't care who's watching. I'm like, I I'm going to sniff this tree right now. Um, I, I never mind. I'm just going to sniff this tree right now. <laughs> I'm going to hug it. I'm going <laughs> to lean against it. Um, because I'm feeling that deeper, like, they're talking to me and I'm listening. So I'm going to, and I had this really interesting thing come up because the energy of the Island is we own this Island and you have to ask permission to use it. That's the energy of the Island because there's so many wealthy people and there's so many private roads. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I'm not disparaging anyone or anything. It's just like, that's an energy that I felt. So this Redwood called me to sit with it. And I was like, do I ask permission? And the Redwood said to me in my meditation, I'm the one that called you. Why do you need permission? I gave you permission. I was like, right, right. So it's like, why do I need divine permission? And and then it said to me, I'm older than anyone on this island. Why do you think anyone has any? I was like, okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. (laughs) Because like it was a program that I picked up on. It wasn't my program, but I felt it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not used to that. Um, so it was like this really interesting play of, huh, okay, well, that's not mine. And then as soon as I had awareness of it, it went away. And then a little bit later I had a dog come up to me and the human was like, what are you doing? I'm like, the dog wants my attention. So I'm going to pay attention. Like, I'm not asking you for permission because the dog already gave it to me. That's, this is interesting because it's like, we're being shown new levels of, where we wouldn't even have thought before like like it's just like a sort of a natural program or a natural thing to like oh you asked somebody for permission for this or you asked permission for this so like to even have it introduced that wait a minute you have divine permission from that soul whether it's a tree or a piece of land or an animal yeah to, to like surrender to the divine law versus like these it put in place probably because of wounds things that's that's really interesting like that's a whole layer of surrender that I hadn't actually thought about before I didn't feel it before the for today it was fascinating I'm like oh I don't need the humans to yeah. tell me what to do I've I've had that program for many many lifetimes forever right? I mean that's what yeah. we live in that's the society we're in right and it's this weird line between manners yeah and and permission because i want to be polite yeah and is that a program like it it gets so complex because like there's polite but then there's like program polite like over this yeah authentic like you know the way what from like yeshua and mary magdalene or the golden rule or whatever or just divine oneness which is like just do no harm to someone so it's like obviously you're not harming anyone by petting their dog so it's like okay so what is aligned here like versus the program politeness so yeah it's like an authentic your dog wanted me to connect to it what a lovely little being (laughs) like that's so interesting yeah and 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 she was kind of annoyed I, I didn't even pay attention I could feel her energy but I was like and the dog was leaning up like, oh my God, can I soak up all your energy? I need it. It was so sweet because it was a puppy and it's not used to calm. So oh. she was feeling my energy and she was literally soaking it up for me. Like, I need this. Can I just like come home with you, please? Just for a couple of days so I can just like, I'm like, no, honey, I, I, I need to go. But 
<laughs> your mom wouldn't go for that. No, usually the humans don't like that. They don't like when the animals like me better. It, <laughs> I can't help it. It's because of my resonance. And they know I do, I do animal energy healing. But like that level of, okay, if it's, if it's a community property, I don't need permission from anyone. And if it is private property and the trees come and ask me for stuff, it's, it's an interesting line because like the land's longer than the humans. And so I'm just tuning into that more and more of like the sacred beings that are here, the non-humans don't have the same rules we do. Yeah. They work under divine law. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's like surrendering to divine law and divine, you know, constructs, but also understanding we're still in this, you know, 3D construct of like, you know, obviously we're not going to walk in someone's backyard without asking. Right. Right. But also like, how do we actually do that then? Okay, right. Spirit, show me how that might work. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's the, the land and the animals and I, I had the experience of 12 porpoises dancing for me about two weeks ago. And it was just me and Kimberly. And and then another couple came in and they went away. I was like, that was for us. Mm -hmm. So they're talking to us. And they want our they want our interaction. And so how do we show up in ways that aren't conventional to receive? that that connection yeah and i think it's another layer of surrendering in that you know how much noise do we have coming in from the mainstream whether we're on social media or listening to the news or talking to people that are just in it or focusing our energy on whatever it may be in like the day-to-day -day, quote unquote real life right versus like you know surrendering to what wants to come through because you can't actually hear it if you're just clogging up the space of, you know, with noise. And so I think it's like another layer of surrendering to all that is here that we may not be practiced or intentionally allowing in. Mm -hmm. Mostly because we have no idea what we're doing. Right. I mean, because nobody probably would even think about it. like, I didn't grow up knowing I could talk to trees. Like I had no idea. Like I did, I was like a normal, like, you know, middle-class kid going to school and like riding my bike around, but I had no concept of the spirit world and, you know, source and magic and, you know, the energy in trees, like they even had, I mean, I just had no idea. So without opening yourself up to more of what's here and surrendering to like, okay, there is a greater energy here that I'm part of. And I'm one with, and I actually do want to be available for it. Like we wouldn't even know. Right. Right. Well, when you were living down in Shasta, Isabella and I went through the forest one day and she said, what's a tree's name? And it never occurred to me to ask a tree for its name. And I got a response. And then like 40 trees later, I was like, okay, this is getting too much. And she's like, okay, hey, I want to play a different program, like a different a different game rather. But like the fact that they actually responded, I was like, what? This is, I it never occurred to me. Yeah. And I got the energetic response. I'm like, and I just hear it coming out of my mouth. I'm like, where, where did that come from? Because they actually have names probably not the names I was given, but names I could pronounce. Yeah. Um, and they want to be communicated. I mean, that, that redwood actually, when I, when I met it, it pulled me like this mm. for like 20 minutes. And then I did a wolf breath with it. And then I heard her say, you're meditating with me weekly. And I didn't for a week and a half. And then I heard today, you're going to meditate with me today. You're not blowing me off. And I'm like, Okay. And then when I sat with her, it was like so much energy because she wanted to download so much stuff to me. I don't even know what it is, yeah. but I could feel it. I'm like, okay, you're making me anxious now. You need to slow down. I'll come back again next week. And she's like, okay. Wow. 
Yeah. Like we don't know, like we don't even have to figure it out. Just surrendering to the magic that is that mm-hmm. not needing to figure it out, not needing for it to make sense, not needing for anyone else to understand it. And it's like, okay, this is what's happening. I have no idea what it means. I don't know if it will ever turn into anything, but this is what we're doing. Totally surrendering to this. Wow. It's that's fascinating. fascinating. It's just so amazing because like, I've done so many things with trees. I don't have a, I mean, you know, I got this tattoo, this, that, that tattoo, because a tree wanted me to have it. I I don't, okay. I don't even know what this means. Why do I have a cedar frond on my hand or my arm? Like what, why? But it's for something. Yeah. I, I like. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, once you get to a certain level, you just don't ask questions anymore right. and you just trust. And and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. At some point you just realize, I don't know when this was for me, but at some point I just realized like, oh, you know, this really is the only way to live because when I start doing it, my personality way or my program way or whatever I think is right, it doesn't go well. Like you can <laughs> feel how different it feels of like trying to figure something out or like right. make something happen. Like, because I was a super type A personality, which was all a wounded front, which I didn't realize until I was like mid thirties, right. but like I was, you know, get it done. You got to do the thing and you got to work real hard. And just, like all the things, like all the program things that we receive. And at some point then you realize like, oh, wow, life doesn't actually, you don't actually have to ever push through anything. Like a tree doesn't have to like push through and like work extra hard and work overtime to like grow. Like mm-hmm. it just grows. Right. And, you know, it's funny. One of the things, so we moved into this space um, where we have part of our living space, part of our retreat space in Southwest Portland. We moved in here in February and I, it is hilarious the way we ended up here because I was still down in Shasta right. when I was looking for places. I got like immediate download of, you need to go back up there. Here's what you're looking for. Dot, dot, dot. It was like, two weeks before we needed to be here. And I still hadn't been delivered the place and none of the places were lining up. And I'd come up and look at the places and it wasn't quite right or they wouldn't get back to me or and it just felt really clunky and weird. And I was just like, what, like, what is happening? Like, okay, like I just trust that it's gonna be. And this place was not brought into my awareness until almost the last minute. Like, I think like a week and a half before I needed to be back up here and the way that it unfolded is that somebody gave me the wrong information for an address that I looked up and then this one popped up on a thing that I wasn't even looking on. Like I was looking on Craigslist. This was on Zillow. There were thousands of places. This one is the one that popped up for me to look at. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. But it looked brilliant and it looked perfect, but I actually didn't get to see it in person. So we did like a Zoom walkthrough. I didn't get to see it in person until after we signed the lease, after we paid, you know, all the things for, you know, all the deposit, all the things. So I show up to get the keys and my heart sank. And I'm like, oh my God, because what was not shown in the pictures, like I knew the location because I'm, you know, I'm from here. Yeah. I lived lived here for many years, but I, I knew the location, but I was not aware of how busiest street this front street that we're on is and how close it was because in the pictures it looked very far away it looked very set back because they did a really good job with photography uh-huh. and it is like I'm like I'm looking out right now and there's just cars zooming by going like 40 or 50 wow. and I have lived before that in the literal forest at the end right. of the road where we didn't have traffic if we heard a car it's because they were coming up to visit us right and so I get here and I was like oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, it was, it did not feel good. I was like, holy shit. Like, am I going to have to back out of this lease? Like, what am I, what do I need to do? Like, there's no way this is going to work. This is not going to be okay. We have to run a retreat space. We can't be on this main loud road. Right. And I was literally in my brain trying to figure out like, okay, I've probably got to back out of lease and figure out something else. And I go into the backyard and I'm just like, okay, spirit, like I, you know, help me out here. I don't know. Like this is feeling really, really not aligned. And I instantly see four hummingbirds, like just, just right down in front of like my face. And uh, Mary Magdalene has always come to me as a hummingbird. So I was like, okay, I get it. You're here. 
but seriously though, what does this mean? Like what am I like I still wasn't like totally sold. Like I said, like, okay, I understand you're here. I understand this is over for a purpose. So like what is the purpose? Then like two minutes later, I'm like still in my brain trying to figure out how to get out of the lease. <laughs> and I look out and I see this like plastic um like animal figure like buried under some brambles. And I I thought, I thought, oh my gosh, is that a heron? Because the blue heron is my spirit animal. So I walk out and I pull up the like leaves and things. And there is a blue heron like buried under this, you know, pile of crap that no one's taking care of. And so then I was like, oh, okay. So like, then I got it. It's like, okay, spirit, I don't like this. My personality does not like this, but I trust you so fully. You just gave me two of the like most clear signs that like, this is the place. Right. So it still took me like two weeks. I just still didn't like it, but I was like, I know this is where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I'm going gonna, gonna to trust it. Oh my gosh. Now I just totally see why this is land. So we have a whole acre behind us oh, and it's nice. lovely. So we're like in the suburbs, but you would never know it out the back of the house oh, that's awesome. like where, you know, almost every window faces that way. And oh. Awesome. It is land that has been so ignored, but it was at one time, like they started a food forest. And when I restarted a food forest, I discovered that one had already been started. Like we didn't even know. Oh. And so like, here we are restoring this land and like having events here. And every time we bring energy into the home and have people and have, we had this amazing healing event um, in the beginning of June and there were double healing circles. So there was a men's circle there was a women's circle at the same time. And then the kids had activities. Mm -hmm. It was so beautiful. And as I was doing the blessings in the morning on the land, it was literally like the land was singing. You could feel it going, because like it was just rejoicing in being appreciated and having people here and being a part of, like this is what it was meant for. And it hasn't been used for this for I probably over a decade, like it's been really poorly kept out back. It's like, people just love the house and they just could care less about the land. And so now it's like the trees are singing and the land is singing and everything's just like, so coming together. And it's literally like a retreat back there. And every time someone comes here, they're just like, Oh my gosh, the energy of this house. I'm like, I know it's amazing. It's like, we're just, it's like, we're Mm co-creating this beautiful thing together and we're anchoring light where people will actually come here. Cause that's the thing. We're only like 20 minutes away from downtown Portland. Wow. Um, Yeah. When we were out in the forest, it was like 45 minutes and people were like, that's too far. Right. Um, And so it's just, I totally see why we're here. Like it's probably only going to be, you know, two to three years. It's like, we're anchoring light here. We're a place where people can reach we're a place where community, like this was meant to be a community hub always. And so now I'm just like, of course we're right here. Of course, this is the land. Of course, there's already a food forest. Of course, there's apple trees and cherry trees and all the things. And if I had listened to myself, I would have backed out of the lease and I would have ended up somewhere else. And I can't even imagine where I ended up. I I, imagine. I so hear that because like I, where I am in this section of, of the island, there's this geology that's this turquoise blue the only other place in washington it exists is along the columbia river kim has told me that lemurian energy is here and And that's from shasta right that's from shasta (laughs) of course like of course it is so like i'm called here right i'm connecting with tribes not much yet because I know it's a very long process to yeah. to integrate, but like the fact that I actually met some is amazing. Um, and the orcas called like I I I just, like people ask me what are you doing here? I'm like I don't know, I don't know. I'm I'm like Spirit hasn't I was, shown me all the things yet. I was shown that I'm a pioneer, even though people live here. I'm a pioneer from Shasta, so I'm bringing the You're light a of Shasta pioneer here. of the light. Right. I'm a pioneer of the light. I'm here to anchor light here and have a space for us to come together mm-hmm. um, and connect with nature. Yeah. Like I'm not really supposed to be social, which is okay. And um, remember what, what summer's like as a kid. Yes. Oh, so oh, it's just I mean, you literally can't 
you can't, they always say, like, you can't make this stuff up, right. but you can't, like, you can't make this shit up. Right. And you would never in a million years devise this kind of life from here, or even like me trying to figure it out, just like in my own, be- like, you just, you would never line up with these things from our limited human perspective. We just, we just wouldn't. So it's like, it opens you up to so much infinite magic and possibility. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Right. We'll see what spirit brings. Like, I don't, I believe, so I've kind of been shown like what the next two to three years are going to be like, and kind of shown what the next path is, which is like, you know, getting people together on land and actually forming like real community. And like, now what's happening is we're doing it you know remotely in Mm -hmm. people come and visit here and people come and stay here and people come out to the property and like we're collecting our people and we're starting to gather Mm -hmm. and like the next step will be actually living but it's like I have no idea what that looks like I don't really know what we'll be doing at this time next year and I don't even like I don't care it doesn't matter like this is what I'm doing now this is what I feel called to do today sometimes that changes by tomorrow and it's like okay this is now what I'm doing today Mm -hmm. Like it was a big deal for me to go to the post office and get a post office box for three months. Oh, yes. I'm like, wow, three months. And Kim's like, so what are you doing in July? I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm really doing this week. I I, I can't like, don't try to make plans with me. Not, I mean, I'll, I'll honor them if it's aligned, but right now I'm just like, so, and I'm not trying to be rude or antisocial, but like, I just don't know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not allowing that that programmed part of me of oh I gotta do all these things um like yeah there are things like laundry and making dinner and stuff like that but like that's still organic it's not like oh well the first thing is like 215 I gotta go do the laundry now it's like no I think the next thing I need to do is like this and then the next thing is that it's really fascinating because I haven't slowed down that much before in my life Mm-hmm. to be able that's to pull. what we're all being called to do because if we don't slow down we are missing so much mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I recognized just in the last several weeks is how much what matters most is literally just being connected in our bodies being connected to Gaia being in nature and literally just being and obviously we still have things to do like right. we're both light workers like I have clients and I have this and I have, you know, this that comes in to do, but more than not, the most important thing to do is just being. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It really is. Cause I've never felt such a drive to be before and trying to share that with others who haven't had the opportunity to be I mean, I'm still learning how to be um, and allow, but I had last week, I woke up and I had dialogue coming through me and I had to reach for my phone and it was on airplane mode because I had an alarm um, and I turned it on and I'm like voice recording a novel that's coming through me. Mm. And I'm like, uh, it's five o'clock in the morning. I, I don't even like, I'm not even awake. So I'm like kind of slurring, but I hear the voice of the character coming through me and describing stuff. And I'm like, I've got about a half hour recorded. Wow. Because I was open to it because I'm writing an animation. So I'm like yeah. in that space of creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so source is like, oh, okay, you're being creative. Here's something for you to be to create. I'm like, do I even want to like write it out or do I just want to have an audiobook? I mean, I'll have to edit it and oh, everything. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool just to have an audiobook? That's interesting. I've never even thought about that. I hadn't either, but it's like, well, I'm just recording it. So like, why yeah. not? I mean, I'll have to edit it and stuff like that, but um, there's something really magical about like just channeling a book through and not writing it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if anyone's ever done that before, but I don't know, but kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, we do things people have never done all the time. <laughs> the thing, it's like, allowing yourself to be in a space of being and just spaciousness and just resettling the nervous system, like getting out of all the programs of the programs of doing like, you know, the trauma of like doing, 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 doing. 
because like, obviously that is a trauma response of like, I gotta keep going and just a program response. So it's like, once you're out of that, then you're available for all this stuff to come through. Mm -hmm. And that's the, like, my hope is that enough people realize that during the past two and a half years where the old program isn't working anymore so that they can take time and be present with themselves and allow that deeper connection to come through. Well, and the other thing too, like I have some clients that are just not quite ready for that. It's interesting. So I work with people going through, um, you know, divorce and separation in a conscious way, but also couples who are like in sort of a crisis mode that want to like, okay, we either need to restart and heal, or we need to move through this. But it's interesting. I was working with um, a couple who actually was going to get divorced. And then through the healing we did realize like, oh, this is actually my own healing. They both did work. And then now they're back together in a beautiful, it's a beautiful situation. But one of the things that's interesting is we hit the like, the glass ceiling of availability for being because what's happening is, you know, like I was talking about with the trauma response of like, you know, it's by design of your functional body to create all those protection mechanisms so that you stay busy because why? Well, it keeps you from feeling the trauma. That's what keeps you. So it's kept us safe for, so, you know, that's why I lived inside my box for like 30 years. Cause that's what I had to do to survive as a child. But then when you realize like, oh, that's just a trauma response. Let me start healing and unpacking it. But a lot of people either aren't aware that that is what is necessary or they're not really available for it yet. So like, you know, this person was really not available to start sitting with themselves even for five minutes because mm-hmm. the practice of the program and of the doing and of the being and the personality versus like the connection, mm-hmm. they just weren't ready for it. And, and that's okay. Like not every soul is here to, you know, be blasted into full surrender <laughs> mode right. you know, overnight or even over several. I mean, there's just right. so many of us on different wavelengths doing different things, but it's really interesting because a lot of people won't actually be able to sit in stillness because they have so many protection mechanisms coming. Like, Oh, I've got to do the laundry. I've got to do the kids or I've got to just, you know, the action of being busy mm-hmm. is a trauma response. And like, they're not even aware that that's what's happening or they're not ready to make that shift of like, okay, yeah, let me actually be available yeah. for all the shit here that is ready to be seen so that I can start being because it hasn't been safe to be in our body. If we had any kind of trauma, Right. So it's like your protectors are really working overtime to get you to not be. So mm-hmm. when you recognize that, it's like, oh, but a lot of people have a hard time recognizing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I see it regularly. Um, and I, I'm so me um, coming straight from Chiasa, authentic, vulnerable, going to speak my truth. Um, not many people are available for that. No. And they're they're really not. And I I had this experience where I was in the situation where I said something uh, in response to somebody who didn't feel worthy of Christ consciousness. Mm. And I'm like, but you are. And so I spoke to that instead of speaking about what was being discussed. And I turned to her, I'm like, but you are. And it went over like a fart in church. Wow. And I was like, I'm just speaking my truth. Like she needed to like hear. Okay. Like I was just, and I actually was showing that like, yeah, we don't really do that. I'm like, but it was clear that she needed to hear it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go ahead. It's it's just so interesting because like, I'm so used to having, I got spoiled. Authentic connections, right? I got really spoiled. I have authentic, vulnerable connections where I'm actually having a heart to heart conversation and I don't have barrier. I mean, if I have a, if I have something in my subconscious, that's a barrier, please show it to me because I want to like heal it. But like past that, I, I show yeah. up. Yeah. You're just open. You're ready to right. receive and be. And yeah, that's not really. Yeah. Like in the collective and like, so yeah. and that's what's interesting about where we are now. So in yeah. you know, mid, mid 2023, which is like the time of awakening, the time of like embodiment, the time of like 
shifting all the shit. Yeah. Like, it is getting very clear. Like people are massively waking up. There are so many people ready for this now and it's yeah. amazing. So it's like all of us anchoring light and being sent forward to like, okay, here's where this light piece is going to be yeah. here. Here's where this one is. So that people mm -hmm. who are waking up have some place to go. Right. That's massive right now. Mm -hmm. And there's still a large collection of people in the collective. I would probably say like in the general collective, the majority versus not, is not actually ready and available to be awake yet because the amount of like cognitive dissonance it takes to recognize that the entire life, your entire being, everything you ever believed is actually completely backwards. And in order to like, you know, fix it and get right with it, like get aligned with who you really are, like you have to change your entire life and way of being like, oh, like I can't just go to the mainstream store and buy the mainstream food and be on my mainstream social media all day and be in my mainstream job and ignore everything else and just be with my like blind glasses on and just pretend like nothing's happening and just right. blindly listen to the government and blindly listen to whatever and send my kids to be brainwashed at school. Like that is too much for most people. And so when we try to go out into the, the world, like thankfully, like most of our interaction is very attuned to like people in our swirl on purpose right like nobody wants to hang out with us that you know, I mean like my family thinks I'm insane like right, they're like, too. whatever you're crazy right. they think I'm like, cult and like brainwashed it's like okay well that's fine um <laughs> but it's like the level of availability for that in the mainstream it's greater now than it ever was before, but it is still, there is still a huge wall of trauma because the amount of work and awareness they would have to do to shift some of these people out, it's staggering. Like it's going to take a severe life, you know, like I'm thinking of one person in particular um, that like they are so ingrained in the things and like so upset, you know, that we didn't get the jab and we didn't wear the masks and we aren't listening to the thing Yeah, and they're so entrenched in it and they have to be because just like I was describing earlier, that's how they're living. Like in order to, to recognize anything else, like they would have to fundamentally be a different person. And right. so it will take some absolute crisis mm -hmm. of some kind in their life, whether it's a health crisis or a relationship crisis or whatever for them to be able to wake up to reality. And this may not be their path. They might not actually wake up to it. And so it's right. just us respecting that like, okay, that's yeah. where they are. Like not everybody is on this path and that's okay. And we're here for the people who are. Right. Yeah, I had an experience on my journey up here where I encountered someone and like three years ago, this is somebody I love and um, they were, on the opposite end of the spectrum as me. And I had to say, look, I, I didn't get vaccinated and I could feel the like, like awkwardness of like, but I love you. And I, I said, you know, honey, the only thing that matters is love. Absolutely nothing else matters other than how much I love you. I can have different opinions. I can have different beliefs. I can have whatever. None of it matters. All that does is how much I love you. Mm. And there was this audible silence wow. because she'd never received anything like that. And so I was just holding space for it because that's the truth is like, there is nothing like I have a PhD in things that I don't even know are true. <laughs> I don't know who wrote them. I don't know what the, you know, like, I really don't know, like, who yeah. was in charge of the census bureaus? Why, what was the agenda for that? Like, who wrote the labor statistics? Who was in charge? Like, like, none of it, like, I none of it even matters anymore. It's like, right. that doesn't even exist anymore. Right. And it's like, wow, this is so fascinating that like, I spent 14 years of my life getting programmed in college yeah. to write something that is irrelevant. Yeah. And it's like such a head bug for me. And that's part of our journey. Like that's part of the surrendering of like, but wait, don't I need to use? Nope. But nope. I spent 14. Nope. No. Okay. I don't. I mean, it's like, I, I, fortunately I've long since 
detached from the need to prove myself in that paradigm like yeah. i don't i don't really don't care that i have it but the reality of the oh wow i really like wow <laughs> but i needed to for something i needed to have that journey yeah. to, to get here get here and it was like okay this is really amazing that i have the and, and we were blessed that we were given our paths so we had a very slow steady sometimes painful for our egos um awakening yes yeah we didn't have an all of a sudden life crisis we have right. to wake up like this has been many years if not yep. decades yep so we we've, we've been really blessed and so like i have a lot of compassion like i feel deep compassion on levels that I've never been able to feel before because I was given the gift of being in Shasta for two years and mm -hmm. not changing my life, which is amazing. Like I just, like I had friends over for dinner. I, like, it was just like, I didn't stop being. And to come here where there's this, this, and, and this is a collective too. It's like this post-traumatic coming out of what is life like after mm -hmm. this collective trauma and they is it that they, they don't it's it's like do we hug do we shake hands do we like make eye contact what do we do because we don't we forgot mm -hmm. and it's i have so much compassion because i didn't go through that yeah and oh. to see these ones really struggling because they're all they're all they want to be heart-based and they had so much fear come in that it damaged that connection. Well, and it brings up so much old trauma that they're already storing in their bodies. Like, you know, it, obviously, you know, this too. And that's one of the things I teach people is how to get back into their body and be available for the trauma that's here. And that brought up so much collective and individual trauma that people are in a PTSD state. Like it brought up things that a lot of them don't even actually recognize that that what was, that's what was triggered. So like fear, that fear was already in your body. Right. It's being activated by this and it's ready to be seen and healed and, and held space for, but there's a disconnect in understanding that it's yeah. just like, Oh, this is scary. And just, that's true. And the world is scary. Well, actually, no, this is fear within you that like that is poking at the wound that's already there. Right. Right. But we haven't been taught how to like feel into that. No. Poke, 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 poke. Ow, that hurts. Yeah. Why does or that, that it's even there, that your body even stores right. the trauma, that it's even a thing. Right. That, oh, wait, I'm not just reacting to what's happening outside of me. No. <laughs> right. Actually, not about that at all. It's this. It's all this. It's like, I remember when my friend Adam would like trigger the crap out of me. Like I, I like halfway through that, I was like, he didn't do anything. Yeah. He did not do a single thing. It was for me to see something in me that I had no idea I had until he inadvertently pressed a button on me that triggered the, the, the energy for me to feel. So and I said this to him many, many times, nobody can hurt me. All they can do is show me the hurt that I already have within me. Oh, that's so beautiful. Mm, that's so beautiful. And that's a lot of things I say to my clients is like, you know, whether they're to their spouse or their kids or whatever, picture that person holding up a sign that says healing here and pointing back into your body. Like all they're doing is showing you mm -hmm. like the neon sign, like, you're asking for attention, like part of you. And a lot of times our inner children, like your little gal or guy is screaming for attention right now. It isn't about them or that experience or whatever it is. I love, I love what you just said about, you know, no one can hurt me. It's just showing the pain that is already here. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. And when we can show up recognizing like, oh, whatever we're feeling, the only purpose is to just show up for it and hold space for it and love it back into wholeness, mm -hmm. that's literally our only purpose. And everybody else is simply just showing us what is inside. 
Right. And another part to that is, is when you have that trigger, you can excuse yourself. You should excuse yourself. Like, really, seriously, you need to like, just say, hey, you know what? I need to be left alone for, I don't know, a while yeah. to feel this. Because if I engage with you right now, I'm not going to be able to feel it. And it's going to go back into the subconscious. So or I need I'm going to spew it all over you. Right. So let's just have a timeout and go away so we can feel it. And that's such a radical concept. Oh my gosh. For it adults, is so necessary. How we did not learn that. And I'm still teaching people this. I, I know. With your love where I'm like, oh my God, can you please learn that a trigger is not about me? Right. Ah, it's just, right. It's, it's like such a radical concept though. But nobody learned that. Like, of, like, of course it's about this thing or because that's what's happening. Like, that's what my body is saying. No, your body is like wanting attention. It's re- it's re-experiencing trauma that was already there. Mm -hmm. It's not there, you know, it's not about what's happening now. It's simply right. poking the wound that was already there. Mm -hmm. um, that is a fundamental thing that I hope we start. And, you know, that's what I love about all the new, you know, unschools and micro schools and homeschool pods is like children are being schooled and not schooled, like on purpose, yeah. like being allowed to remember and experience mm -hmm. in such a beautiful way versus like, being in the mainstream school and like what they are learning is like oh it's okay if I'm feeling angry I just need to give it space and feel it like oh this thing made me react like this like oh that's just part of my little self that needs love like it's just fundamental basic human experience that none of us learned mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember reading Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. I still remember the moment I read this line. This was when back um, when my uh, former husband and I were married and, you know, we were like, oh, probably in our late 20s or something. Maybe I was in my early 30s by then, but we'd been together for almost 10 years. And of course, I was like, if he would only fix this and if he would only change this and like all the problems are about this, like doing the thing that that our pain does, which is it's right. this this and it's this right. like, that's what has kept me safe my entire life is mm -hmm. like oh let me not look at the trauma in here let me focus it right. all out here right sitting in a cabin up on Mount Hood it's snowing I'm sitting on the couch in front of the fire and I read this paragraph about how literally nothing is about anything but me and I just went oh <laughs> and like I got it like I really whatever it was like I should go back and look in the book and find that spot mm -hmm. but like whatever it was whatever way he said it I finally got it an instant shift in me. And I just went, oh my God. Like, it was like, all of a sudden I put on glasses and I could see everything in color. And I was mortified because mm -hmm. I had been so sure it was everyone else's problem right. for my entire life. Mm -hmm. And that I was the one that was right. And like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and so then I spent the next five years massively looking into myself and turning everything inward. And I, oh my God. God, that was oh. wild. I know, I know, because like, like just, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually, oh shit, I, I brought, I brought that into all my mom's negativity. That's in me. <laughs> shit, I don't like that. That doesn't feel good. That is, it felt way better when I thought it was their problem. Right. It feels way better. Oh yeah, so much better because like then I, then I don't have to look inside, and and. You know, but the gift is, is like when we look inside and we heal it, then we can open ourselves up to hear yeah. more. Well, and that's the thing. It's not actually better. Like when I look back at how he's living then, this was probably, this is probably almost 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. It was just the start of my healing journey. I started reading Marianne Williamson and Wayne Dyer and, you know, all the people. And looking back at the way my life was set up then, like, yeah, it's more painful to recognize that it's not people's problem. But like the way I lived then was so inauthentic. And I didn't know this at the time, mm -hmm. but it was so inauthentic to who I actually was. I was literally just running a program of what I thought we did. Like I worked a job that was not aligned and, you know, had a my personality who I thought was actually me, but it was just based on wounds and, and just functional, like who I thought I needed to be. Like most of my life was simply out of like, obligation or program or just simply like how I ended up because that's what we do you know like mm -hmm. and you know looking back as painful as it was to like recognize that like oh like this is me 
then I got to know me. Like I had no idea then who I even was. Like when I recognized I wasn't actually me, that was a whole nother, like really crazy thing of like, oh my, oh my God, like this isn't actually me. Like, what do I actually even like to do? What do like, holy shit. Like it was really disorienting. And oh, then yeah. I spent another couple of years, you know, after we went through a beautiful, peaceful divorce, I spent another, another couple of years, like, okay, who am I actually? And yeah. reconnecting into myself and starting to heal all this pain and starting to really recognize like, oh, I actually am this and I'm this and like just bringing parts of myself back. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing more fulfilling. And that's what I still do today. Like, how can I bring even more parts of myself back into embodiment? How can I be, you know, like I believe, you know, at least my goal here as a soul, but I think this is probably fairly representative of why we came here is like, how can I be a divine spirit in this human body, in human form? Like, how can I bring that divinity into my day-to-day -day life and be embodied yep. in this body? Because I spent so much of my spiritual journey out here, like mm -hmm. doing it out here until I realized like, oh, I'm living from like the head up and out here. And that's when I started <laughs> doing my really deep trauma, like trauma and somatic healing. Yeah. And, and there is nothing that feels more on purpose and like restorative and nourishing and resonant than like every day just being as in my body and present and just as more as much me as I can possibly be and like loving each of these parts back into wholeness which sometimes it's really fucking painful like I just went through a wild ringer of like the fire and the heat that's coming through and I was like flame throwing boundaries and like it felt terrible, but like I was healing really deep stuff from my childhood that didn't come out in a pretty way. And it was painful, but it's like, this is what we're here to do to restore right. mm -hmm. all of these traumas and all of these pieces. And it is painful and it is not pretty. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but there's nothing, there's nothing else worth more. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing I would rather be doing. Right. I so get that because it's like, I'll, I'll catch myself every once in a while when I'm like, I go from like rest to distraction because that's a really easy yeah. thing for me to do. And I caught it and I was like, okay, so put everything away. What do you want to tell me? Ooh. I just cried for an hour. Oh. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't care. It was just coming through. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for pulling me out of my trauma response to be present with you. And that is hard to do. Like oh. I often still have trouble pulling myself out of the trauma response. Mm -hmm. Like even like two nights ago, no, it was last night. It was legitimately last night. So like, you know, 15, 20 hours ago or something, I was in my response, knew I was triggered, knew I should not be in this conversation knew I was just spinning trauma and I could not stop myself. Wow. It's so fast. And like, so showing that compassion to yourself because like, for me, it's like, Oh, I'll like check emails or I'll watch a video or something. Yes, and I and totally hear you. I do that too. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Pulling back, pulling back. What is it? And then I, cause I can feel like I go from engaged to all of a sudden it feels flat. Yep. Like, okay, that's the opportunity for me to tune in yep. with myself oh, because I'm no yes. longer, you know, I'm no longer feeling engaged. I'm no longer being a, like, I don't feel that the distraction is cutting it anymore. Yep. So, and that's getting shorter and shorter now, which is amazing. It's like, that's oh, brilliant. Like, oh, that oh you don't like that 15 yeah. minutes and you're bored. Good. Good. Yes. Thank yes. You. Or that you can recognize that, like, oh, I'm just spinning time. Like, I'm not right. actually. I'm not actually engaged. I'm just literally spinning my protection mechanism. Like it's so amazing that you can recognize that and pull yourself back and be present. Like that's brilliant. It's I'm taking take effort and practice. Hold on. Okay. I see that I'm without power. Oh, <laughs> there we go. I just got Yay, power. In a moment, it would have flashed that we were done. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for paying attention. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that is so powerful. And I think that's the thing. It's like, like you said, closing the gap. It's like, okay, how can I close the gap that I can realize it sooner next time? And then how can I give grace for myself right. that I did sit and spin and put that out to somebody else 
And how can I grieve that? And then how can I love the part of myself that needed that boundary? And then the one that flamed through and then the one that felt bad about it. And just how can we be present for all these pieces of ourselves that are so painful, but all they're looking for is attention. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's such a, it's such a dance and it's yet like the more we do it, I won't say it gets easier, but there's this part of me that's so grateful. So like, even when I'm crying, I'm saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I couldn't have felt it any other way. And I don't want it in me or I'm not the wrong phrase. I don't want it to feel separate from me. Yeah. You want to bring it back into wholeness. Right. So it's like, okay, so if I'm crying and just, I mean, it was like full on, like <gasps> multiple tissues kind of thing. And I just needed it. Yeah. I just needed it because like, I had like completely ignored myself to get to the island, completely ignored all of the trauma of leaving everyone I knew mm. and like trusting that much, which I did. I mean, I, I trusted my heart. I trusted the divine and it was traumatic for my body. Yeah. And I just repressed it. And all of a sudden body was like, okay, we're done. I need to feel this now. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. So like learning to get there. I mean, that's, that's a level of surrender that just like, I can't not do it anymore. Yeah. And I, you know, like you said, I actually think it does get easier because we get more practice and we get more grounded in knowing it's happening for us. It, it, mm -hmm. the only way out is through, it will be better on the other side. There's light yeah. on the other side. This simply yep. is just up for our healing. Like I do believe it gets easier to a certain extent. Like the pain is still painful, right. but you know, it's purposeful. You know right. how to show up for it. Mm -hmm. It just changes the perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it easier because when you're like, you know, I've talked to somebody very recently, oh. a client that is like, I just don't understand. Like, this is so crazy. Like this, like, like something's wrong, like that. It isn't just a divine, beautiful, you know, part to just love back into wholeness. That frame of mind hurts so much worse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Other than saying, Oh wow, this is here now. I get to just be present with it. And uh, one of the biggest things that I had the hardest trouble with, was when we did the inner child back in the day when we were doing mm -hmm. inner child. Well, my brain loves investigating oh so my brain would go in to be like you know like like harassing my inner child and my inner child one day said we leave me the fuck alone <laughs> so i had to stop doing it, that mode of inner child healing because like my brain would just go into the i'm going to find the answer yeah my brain is like really honed to find the answer I, I used to be an expert in doing research. Thank God I'm not anymore. Um, but I know that propensity goes from curiosity to OCD in like a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And the downside was like my little girl would just hide deeper and deeper and deeper because she's like, I don't want to be like, that's, that's like a horrible approach. I don't like that approach. It, that hurts. I, I feel scared now. So I just like bury myself in deeper because I wasn't like paying attention to myself and my little girl was like I don't like this anymore I'm like oh, I don't like it and so she's she's she comes out now and I don't ask anything yeah I just let her whatever she needs to tell me she just feels and I'm like okay I'm just gonna be present to you mm -hmm. and that's such a gift to myself because it gets me out of that old way of being of having to find out what it was mm-hmm because our bodies not the divinity of the body. It's like, we don't even need to know why we simply need to show up like, oh, it's this pain and constriction in my chest, or it's this, you know, pain in my jaw, or oh my gosh, it's this splitting headache, or it's this gut thing. Like we don't even have to know what it is. Our body is so divine. It will bring it forth when it's ready to be healed. And it simply just needs our presence. Mm -hmm. <sighs> what a beautiful time together indeed it has been and it's wow an hour, an hour. <laughs> we made it we made we, it we did it we'll have to do it again because it's oh, so fun. definitely 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 thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your presence and i just adore you mm, thank you thank you for this space thank you for creating a space to share love and to spread this light and to just 
Thank you for you. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love you, honey, so much. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go.